Hello and welcome to the Project Football Podcast in association with Luke Williamson Art and Football for Brains 21 quiz book. A little bit more on those later on. Uh, first off, I'd just like to say thank you to my previous guests for episode 33. And that was Alan and Joe from The Fantastic Dictator. Uh, in this episode, I'll be chatting to lead guitarist Joe and frontman and guitarist Will from Marseille. Uh, both guys support Derby County. Uh, Joe and Will are going to be taking on the wonderfully random 5 from 5, picking their matches for 4 for you and making some possibly tough choices uh, for their 11 in a trip year through time. Although, due to a bit of a mix-up, it's a slightly different version on this one, but that's not a problem. Uh, we've got the usual team info and poem. Uh, alongside all that, we've still got the new music segment of Top 6, uh, making a return for the third episode on the bounce of the mini segments, uh, five-tier champs, uh, PFPFPL roundup, and lifting the veil of Football Manager Story, and making its debut will be Play On Words, which will be explained when it comes up. It's time for kickoff. Uh, here's a little bit about Derby County. They were founded in 1884... Uh, they play at Pride Park, which has a capacity of 33,597, uh, currently managed by Liam Rossini, uh, playing in League One at the moment, uh, after getting relegated from the Championship last season. Uh, Honours-wise, uh, they've won the top division in 1972 and 1975. Uh, they were also runners-up in 1896, 1930 and 1936. Uh, tier 2, they've won that in 1912, 1915, 1969 and 1987. Uh, they were also runners-up in 1996. Uh, playoff winners in 2007. Uh, third tier, they were champions in the north section, so I'm guessing it was divided geographically at that point. Uh, so, yeah, 1957 champions and third place in 1986. Uh, they've won the FA Cup once in 1946. Uh, they've been runners-up three times in 1898, 1899 and 1903. Uh, and they've won the Charity Shield once, and that was in 1975. Uh, as far as records go, uh, from what I've been able to find, uh, the record appearance holder was Kevin Hector uh, in two spells between 1966 and 1977 and then the 80-81 season uh, with 581 uh, record goal scorer uh, Steve Bloomer uh, again over two spells between 1892 and 1905 and then again from 1910 to 1913 uh, with 332 uh, record transfer fee that they've paid out uh, according to what I've been able to find, it was 10 million to Arsenal for Christian Bielik, 2019. Uh, record fee received was for Tommins uh, going to Huddersfield Town in 2017, and that was 11.3 million. Uh, record wins uh, pre Premier League, they've notched up 9 0 twice, and that was at home against Wolves in 1891, and then against Sheffield Wednesday in 1899, um, record FA Cup win was 8-1 at home against Barnsley in 1897. Record League Cup win at home against Southend United in 1992. Uh, record Premier League win 
Uh, it's been 4 0, and that was against Southampton at home in 1997 and Bolton Wanderers at home in 1998. Uh, their record European win was 12 0 at home to Finn Harps in the UEFA Cup in 1976. Uh, as far as players who have represented both my team, West Brom, and Derby County, uh, we've got Big Dave himself, Darren Moore, who played for Derby and West Brom and also managed West Brom as well. Uh, Canadian striker, Paul Pesky-Salido. Goalkeeper, Russell Holt. Uh, Irish winger, Kevin Kilban. And lethal Welsh striker, Robbie Earnshaw. Uh, as for five famous fans, we've got Niall Horan, or Horan, I'm not sure on that one, sorry, uh, from One Direction. Uh, of the goodies fame, we've got Tim Brooke-Taylor. Actor, Robert Lindsay. Kevin Lloyd, who was probably best known for playing Tosh in The Bill. And Jack O'Connell, who's an actor most famous for his roles in Skins and This Is England. Uh, just before we go into the uh, the chat with uh, Joe and Will, here's a little bit of the guys in action with some of their tracks. We've got Jungle, The Universe Is Yours and Forget It All. So, welcome into this episode of the Project Football Podcast. Joe and Will from Marseille. Lads, how are you doing? Yeah, not bad, thank you. Good, good. thanks yourself. Yeah, good, thank you. Thank you for uh, for showing up. It's more yeah, than West no Brom do these times, yeah. No, pleasure. <laughs> so, I think, uh, as I was saying to you on Twitter before we start today, you're the, you've got the hat-trick now. So, you've guests of the show now. Uh, I've seen you perform live. And yep. you've had a song in the uh, like the new music like top six segment. So I can't give you a match ball like you would on Soccer AM, but you know, you've got the accolade of being the first anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's a great honour. Great honour. So you, you can have that on your CV as well. Yeah. Um, I was just doing my CV today. I think, I mean, who wouldn't want someone who's got a hat-trick performance from a podcast? <laughs> 
Yeah, I'll, I'll get it added. Although well, if you're printing it on white paper, just put it in white font just to be on the safe side. Because you know it's there, but no one else does. Exactly. Yeah. All right, so we'll start off with a bit about you, uh, about your, the music side of things. Um, I've got to ask, how did the name come about? Oh, you'll like this answer because uh, it was actually named after the football team because I had a tracky top of the football team. Right. And I named the band after it. Okay. That's straightforward enough, but makes sense, doesn't it? I can't think of anything else named yeah. after that particular thing. So It's not as glamorous as what people think. People think it's going to be some big meaning, like one of us is from Marseille or something, but we actually just like the kit. That's all. That's how they've had some classics in the It's looked like the white. I remember with like the three diagonal Adidas stripes across the shoulder. That's probably a little bit before your lads' yeah, time. One of those. They have always got really nice kits every season, so they don't really disappoint, do they? No, that's it. I mean, but I suppose with a lot of clubs these days that have like the main kit sponsors, like your Adidas, your Nike, and all that, they've got like the one template, haven't they? And it's just drop your colours in, and that's how it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we've got the the name side of things covered. Um, how did the band come about? Another one for Will, really. To... Oh, joke, joke, <laughs> that one. Okay, that's because yeah. he just delegated to you, Will. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, the band <laughs> came about in very early lockdown after a school band sort of just dissolved, really, and then um, Will was doing some solo stuff for a bit. Realised he didn't want to be solo and started a band. Um, I came along. Um, and I'll, I'll try and tell it short. The band just began to groove with like the casual stuff, gigs, and just general self-building. And uh, we eventually got the final lineup, which is Tom and Lennon, who aren't here right now. But uh, yeah, you, you'll see them at some point. Hopefully, no football knowledge is limited. Yeah, <laughs> it's just not great. Um, but yeah, it, here we are, really. That's the quickest I've ever told that. That's it. Keep it brief, keep it consent, content, yeah, content. Yeah. yeah, concise. Yeah, no, um, you, you say about seeing the other two lads, or well, funnily enough, like I say, I have when you performed at the Sunflower Lounge in Birmingham a little while back, uh, supporting, uh, yeah, I think it was the Rosa Docks that were headlining, mm. yeah. Uh, I have to say, yeah, my mate uh, from work who I was with at that gig, um, he said you were the band of the night, in his opinion. He's not the one to sort of dish out that sort of praise lightly, so, uh, yeah. Nice one. Yeah. Um, sort of plans for the future musically? Have you got anything sort of lined up for the, the rest of this year or, you know, going into next year? Yeah, we've got we've got a big plan for well, we've got another EP coming out hopefully next year. So uh, we've got a few singles in the run up to that. So the first one should hopefully be out come the end of this year, and then the rest will trickle out at the start of next year as well. So yeah, exciting times. Exciting. Are all the tracks to be along going to be as long as Jungle was? No. Because I'm going to say, oh, I wish. I a, wish. a three track EP is going to be longer. I mean, be here now eventually, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's yeah. A, that's just be here now in EP form. Stands, it's a bit of a one off, but who knows? It'll probably be more. But don't be surprised if you find another one at some point. 
I was going to say, sort of, you know, you shuffle your Spotify playlist, that comes on. It's like, well, I've got to where I needed to go so far. So, and that's only one song in. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Um, it's not a bad choice. Is it? I think, sort of, musically, um, I've not really got anything else to sort of go through. Um, you know, because obviously you don't want to give too much away if there's anything that you can't say that's sort of going to go out that you want to have like as a, a special release sort of thing. So, We'll move on to the football, I think. It's the main reason that you're here. Yeah. yeah. So, Here's the reason we're here. You're both Derby County fans. That's right. So That it, is very much true. Yeah, it, it's not been the greatest few years recently, has it, with all the financial stuff and the points deductions and relegations and, and such. So um, how are you finding it in League One? Are you enjoying it or...? Yeah, I actually am really enjoying League One, to be fair. It's one of the best seasons we've had in, well, probably since the Lampard season. Uh, last season was really good, but obviously we got relegated. But it was the most together I've seen the fans and and just the players and everything. It's the felt like a big community again, rather than it just being them and the fans. Yeah, Do you know what I mean. But yeah, last season really brought everyone together, and it's just carried over into this season. And this season, obviously the goal would be to come up but whether we do we don't know league one's going to be harder than what people think it's going to be i was going to say it's like how you know you get the, the prem teams trickling down into the, the championship and it's almost like a prem two league one is almost becoming like a second championship isn't it with the teams that are slightly bolton's your ipswich sunderland were there last season yeah definitely yeah there's always someone definitely, who think yeah yeah they're going to do all right, you know. I went Wickham and Peterborough, who went down the, with you. Yeah, well, I don't do. like Wickham at all because they, they're one of the reasons why I went down. But well, yeah, all right, uh, move, moving on from there. <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> so, is it the usual way that you both became to be Derby fans? Because it's usually through you know family, isn't it? That you that you get your team picked. So, is that the case, or have you got some sort of elaborate yeah, stories it's... to how you became fans of the Rams? Just, just local team, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm the same. Really. Uh, sort of built into me. Takers, yeah. I mean, it's just like built into me. I was just a Derby fan when I got into football. I mean, it's where I'm from and stuff. And, you know, but, but by the time I was like getting into football properly, I thought squad was great. So I became a Derby fan. Like, who else? Fair enough. Who else was support? So it's not going to be Forest or Leicester, is it? No. Don't worry. Oh, never. <laughs> I was going to say, it's. Uh... <laughs> It's been a mixed bag for East Midlands, hasn't it? Because you've got, obviously, your misfortune from last season. Leicester are sort of, is it fair to say, having a bit of a wobble at the moment? And then you've got Forest who are, you know, who just I think it's got promoted. So. all come crumbling down there. If a Forest, I'm hoping what's going to happen is uh, Steve Cooper will get sacked uh, come the middle of this early season. And then in January, they make another 10 signings, then come back down and they get done by FFP. That's what I hope happens. They'll suffer the same fate as you did. Get the points deduction down to yeah. League One. Well, they, they, they all bullied us for it, yeah. So uh, I think it's what they deserve now. Because none of us actually wanted what Mel Morris was doing. We were, everyone was just thinking, oh, yeah, the fans supported it. But we, we honestly thought we were lucky to be getting away with it for as long as we did. Uh, I didn't support what he was doing. It's cheating. 
hey-ho, you've got a club at the end of the day. So yeah, ultimately, this is where you are. Like I say, it could have gone the way of someone like Berry, couldn't it, when you've gone out of existence? Yeah, that, that would have not been good. I don't know what I'd do then. <laughs> so Saturdays would be gone. Yeah, you'd have to you'd have to write more songs, wouldn't you? Really? Yeah, I'd have to focus on the band. I can't imagine doing that. <laughs> God forbid you should focus on the music. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Um so with Rooney going, did how, how did you sort of take that? Would you were you surprised that he walked or did you honestly think he was going to stay and sort of see the season through for the League One campaign? I'm not really sure. You would as well. Yeah, he was. He was just uh, sort of denied of the club. So I think there was something dodgy going on between him and Rooney because as soon as Kirchner wasn't able to buy the club, Rooney stepped away. So I don't know whether he was going to give him a big bonus or something. Uh, but we all thought he was going to stay and it just didn't happen. But then obviously he goes off to America for another job. Isn't that Kirshner? He's American. Yeah. You can join the dots there yep. if you like, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. um, that side then. So we're going to move on to the first segment, which is the, 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 the random bit, which I was telling you about. Uh, before we started, uh, it's five from five. So all it is, I've got five blocks of 10 questions. Um, as I did with the lads from Dictator last episode, we'll just do one each from the same block and then get to the next one. So we've got number between one and 10. So like if Joe picked number three, that rules that one out for you, Will. All right. Versa. So yeah, so it's two different numbers. Um, Joe, I've said... You were going first in the demo, so yeah, over to you. So one to ten, what are we going for? Um, five. Okay, so if you, this is dependent on if you know what I'm sort of going for on this. So if you're setting up a, a wrestling group, um, who would you have in it from Derby County, past or present? So you got your tag team, your right. your big guy, your high flyer, and your manager. Right, uh, a tag team. Yeah. I'm from like any. Right, okay. I'm gonna go. Chris Martin. Okay. Solid choice. And what? What was the second one? Just any other player, or what was it? So right, so you've got your tag team. So you got two for that. Then you've got your big guy, your high flyer, and your manager. So who's going alongside Chris Martin in the in the duo? Oh, so many choices. What about Johnny Russell? He was a, he was good. This is like all when I used to properly go to the matches and stuff. Yeah. That I just remember. Um. So yeah, he'd be good. So you got yeah Johnny Russell and Chris Martin as your tag team. So your big guy who's your your big beast, your enforcer. Oh jeez. <laughs> what about Bryson? He, he was very solid as well. He's like, it's all from the 2014 sort of season. He's a rattler. Yeah, so I, I know what I'd have gone for, cause, purely because he's played for us as well, and that would have been Darren Moore. 
Yeah, yeah, Bungo Sharp. Because yeah, he's just, that, just that massive. Yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> mm. So who's your little nimble high flyer doing all your tricks off the top rope sort of thing? Hmm. Oh, I might just stop me. I was just like, <laughs> uh, I've got an idea, but it's before your time. But we'll see if we'll see you go with. I remember when we had. I, I've one. got I've got an idea, but I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> Make him sweat a little bit. The, the times, uh, times, yeah. The time where we had comments, he was great as well. If you count him. Okay. So you're thinking King Cladsey? Yeah. Didn't, did he play for you? Oh, I'm sure he I did. Was think... I can't remember. I, I, I don't probably know. Probably was a bit before our time, yeah. Yeah. So, who were you going to say, Will? I was going to say uh, Dwayne Holmes. Okay. He's just a little rat, isn't he? Yeah. So you got your, so you got that. So who would be your, your manager? Steve McLaren. Go for the experienced one. Yeah. That's fair enough. So right. So, Will, um, number five is off the table now. So what are you going for? Connection seems to there we go. He's yeah, back, I think. You can hear me? Yeah, I can now, yeah, yeah. Yeah, cool. Right, so what was your choice? Sorry, we didn't we didn't get that bit. Uh seven. Seven, okay. Uh if you own the club, what would you change? Hmm, that's a that's that's a good question. I think what I would do is uh sort of like what Brentford did. Do sort of money ball tactics where okay. you sign people based on stats. Yeah. So uh, if someone's got a particularly high expected game, then you buy them and get some striker who's just good at nodding them in. I think what Brentford did over the years was just remarkable. So yeah, I'd probably want to do that. You've shot up to the Premier League doing that. Looks like it's done all right for them, isn't it? Yeah, it's done really well for them. Uh, right, so second set, all numbers back available now. Joe, what are we going for? Two. Did you say number two? Yeah, yeah. Ah, okay. Um, who's your favourite current player? Favourite current player. I honestly, I honestly don't know because I've got this favorite. I honestly couldn't tell you that really. Um, there's like a good <laughs> too many, so I can't really pick just the one. I, I, I don't know. Okay, well, we'll flip. I'll say we'll flip that one in its head. And if you can't think of your favourite, have you got a least favourite? No, but I haven't even got a least favourite. <laughs> Damn it. Like, the, the all <laughs> does like different purposes for me. So I was like, 
for me, I'm one of them. You can't just pick the one. But for me, it's very difficult. If you know what I mean? Right. It would be your top three then, so Could you give us a top three, maybe? Top three. Oh, might have to just bear me to think of this one. Just want a quick Google search comes in. <laughs> I'm going to go with in Harland. Fair enough. Yeah. That's my right. So, Will, what's your next choice? I'll go for number six. Number six. Okay, uh, what footballer do you think would make the best Prime Minister? It's obviously quite topical given what's going on at the moment, but forget who's in charge properly. What footballer would you have, past or present? Oh, that makes it a bit easier, past or present. There's not really that many bright footballers, to be honest, is there? <laughs> True. I'm trying to think of somebody who's like um, just quite good leader. Uh that's a difficult one, that is. I'm trying to think of just someone who's fairly, just a clever person. It's going to be one. I think uh, Vincent Company. Okay. He's a good leader. Interesting choice. That's not a name, I think, that has come up in any answers for anything uh, on this previously. So, uh, well, that's, that's a good shout. I think Martin Keown got mentioned at one point when that question cropped up. So seems to be a theme about centre-arse for PM. I think it is centre-arse, yeah. They just, they just, they read things. Oh, there you go. So, right, uh, third bit then. Um, Joe, back to you. Yeah. One. Okay, right. Could you give us your all-time... UK and Ireland uh, six-a-side team based on Derby players. Six-a-side. So you can have one from England, uh, England, Wales, Scotland, Northern Ireland and Ireland. But then you can have another one from any one of those countries as well. If I give a think of that many from each one. Um... I actually don't know. I can't remember half of these are from. Um, <laughs> six aside. Like my football knowledge ain't what it used to be. Um, UK. Any season as well, yeah? Yeah, yeah. The goalkeeper. That Lee Grant. How about him? He's... he's I can't remember where he's from. I, I think he's from. Irish. I'm sure he's got caps for Ireland. I think he's Irish, yeah. Yeah. All right. There right. we go. So that's one for Ireland then. I think um, Johnny, Russell, Johnny Russell, he was Scottish, wasn't he? Yeah, that's right. That's two. Wales, I can't, I think, I can't think of like Wales. I can't even recall having anyone from Wales. Did we have anyone from Wales? Uh, we did, yeah. We had Tom Lawrence. Um, oh, yeah, of course, of course. We've had yeah. Harry Wilson as well. Harry Wilson's good. I could keep 
Yeah, you had him on loan, didn't you? Yeah, he was really good. I'm going to turn the light on because it's getting dark. <laughs> so, so it's one from Ireland, one from Scotland, one from Wales. Yeah. So just got Northern Irish and an English one to make the first five, and then anyone. Oh, Northern Ireland. Jamie Ward was Northern Irish. Oh yeah, I was thinking where was he from as well. Yeah, because he was on my favourites, so we'll put him in there. And then what was the other one? <laughs> so you got England left to pick. That's that's the easiest. It's literally the best anyone. Was Chris Martin from England? You'd even have Mason Mount. Oh, that'd be stupid. Was Chris Martin English or was he Scottish or something? I might be in done. He's Scottish. Yeah, I was going to say, he's one of these that he's actually from one country but represents another. He's from England, but he represents yeah. Scotland. All oh, right. Yeah, half a point, maybe. <laughs> you could have Mason Mount and Fikeo Tamori. Mm. Yeah, I'll go with Mount, actually. Can I have Curtis Davis? Yeah, yeah Curtis <laughs> Davis, a legend. Well, that would probably fall over and break his knee or something. Oh, no, he's still solid. He's an absolute tank. <laughs> so, right, so that's, is. that's five out of your six so to make the six aside one more from any one of those five countries hmm. I'll throw in Curtis Davis ah, fair enough yeah old Bambi on ice sure. good leader well, he was when we signed him and I think when, it, to be fair he did alright but then we went and signed Leon Barnett from Luton as well thinking oh you know Curtis Davis has done alright for us and it didn't quite work out the same way for poor Mr. Barnett, unfortunately. But there you Curtis go. Davis has been a really good player for us. Yeah. We I weren't really expecting much because he struggled to get in the team when we first got him. Yeah. Like I say, he's, he's that sort of leader that you need in the sort of position you'd have been in, wouldn't he? Yeah, he's exactly what we needed, but he's injured at the minute. But yeah, he's been so good over the past two or three seasons. And, and he's stuck with you as well, you know, going down into league when he could have thought, you know, I might get another season or two in the championship, but, you know, he's, he's stayed on. Yeah, he's just good at man management, isn't he? So I yeah. think with um, the new manager being Liam Rossini, so I think he just leaves it all down to Kurt. Fair enough. Right, so third choice for you then, Will. So number one. Is out of the equation, so you got between two and ten. Uh, I'll go for nine. Okay, uh, which current Derby player could you see as a future manager? Oh, Curtis Davis. <laughs> there you <laughs> go. Couldn't have been a more appropriate question, could it? Yeah. Okay, right. So penultimate round, then, Joe. Back to you. That's 10. Okay. Have you got a favourite World Cup moment? Favourite World Cup moment? Yeah. Hmm. There are, there are a few. Just for like England or just anyone? Just in general, yeah. I remember when I was watching it, I quite liked um, the uh, you know, Brazil Germany 7 1 game because that, yeah. that was my first one where I saw a high school like that. So I was just watching that and I was like, this. And that was, uh, that was just a moment that's always stuck with me from World Cup, along with like, others, but that one. I'm so just disappointed that you don't get eight goals every game from now on. <laughs> yeah, cliche, but... Yeah, so. That's fair enough. So, uh, all right, one to nine for you then, Will, what are we going for? 
I'll go for number four. Number four. Okay, right. Your team is guaranteed to win the league by signing one player from your biggest rivals. Who are you signing? Can you can you hear me? Okay, I can hear you, Will. Yeah, yeah. You're very delayed. Okay, cool. I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to say it's Brennan Johnson. So he's uh, take the goals away from Forrest then. Yeah, and also in the championship he was very good, and it takes takes very much pain out of me to say that as well. <laughs> See, that, that's the beauty of that question. It's like I don't really want to sign someone from Forest, but if it means we win the league, yeah, yeah. So. Right, last set then, Joe. What are we having? Um, six. Number six. Okay, is there a player that you see as the one that got away? Hmm. So I think the example I've used for this question before was like when I've, we had uh, Lukaku on loan and we could have signed him, but instead we got Victor and Ichabi. Go figure. I have no one for sure. I think he's the same area as you, Joe. Mm. The same area you were going. Yeah. I think. I don't know if it's the one. I've got one in my head. About. I'd say. I'd say for me, it would be George Thorne, massively. Oh, one of our ex academy products. For injury. Yeah. Yeah, he was amazing. Injured. Can we say? um, Oh, what was his name? I just had it in my head. what Lingo, because we have him on loan, didn't we? And I reckon we probably could have got some because he was good for us as well. We're saying, yeah, go for that if you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I remember, I remember seeing him on the pitch as well, and he was great. Anytime yeah, I went and did this. So, right, that brings us to the last one then. Uh, Will, so six has been taken already. What's yours? Uh, I'll go for number one this time. One. Uh, a bit of a, a double meaning for this, given who you support, but what's been your favourite derby match? Uh, actually, what's been lo- my favorite lo- derby local match? derby match rather than just derby county in general. Oh, right, yeah. Well, that's this is really easy because of uh, defore- deforestation day where we beat them 5-0 at home. That was amazing. And Craig Bryson got a hat-trick. That's 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 one of the games I've got for one of my answers later. Oh, fair <laughs> I'm gonna say you can't beat putting five past your local rivals, can you really? Yeah, uh, it's, it's a feeling that you probably won't get to experience very often. No, although when we did it, yeah, we let them get a consolation goal, but whereas you were obviously a bit more ruthless. Yeah. And so you wanted that clean just, sheet. Just <laughs> swept up at the back, yeah. That's it. So well, that's I the. Think, uh, I think. Go oh, sorry. It's after it. I think their manager got sacked after that game. I'm not sure. Can't yeah, remember. Funnily enough, when I say when we beat the Wolves 5 1, McCarthy was gone the following day. So, yeah. Seems to be a, an ongoing theme there. You lose by, you know, concede five to your local rivals out the door. Yeah, that's it. So, <laughs> right. That's uh, that bit taken care of. Um, onto the 4 4 U bit now. So, as I explained to you before, and for anyone who's new to this, the lads have picked five matches that they could have experienced from a particular player's point of view. So it could be well, any match that's ever existed, basically. It doesn't have to necessarily be a derby game, but as you've just 
alluded to, Will, one of yours at least is. So a little bit of a spoiler uh, alert, but there you yeah. go. <laughs> so, um, yeah, since uh, we started with Joe for the last bit, Will, we'll go you first for uh, for this one. All right, well, uh, me and Joe actually both discussed this before we did it, so we've got the same five. Oh, okay. Uh, so, well, so if you I'm want to go through the first one, one and then, yeah, we'll go through that. I'll say the first one. Yeah. yeah. So uh, the first one I want to say is Hand of God, Maradona. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's not very well liked by game by us English people, but imagine being Maradona, knowing you've got away with that and you yeah. just got your team into the net. I can say that. Um, I think this has cropped up before, and I can't remember who it was that mentioned it. But they're saying now he, he's sort of like trying to get his teammates to celebrate like he scored a legit goal. Yeah, so he, know, he knows that he's covering it. it in. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. sneaky little git. <laughs> I think yeah, if ever there was a, a one per well, yeah, one of many that you could say is a flawed genius, he'd be definitely on that list. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah. And one that you weren't, well, between you, you weren't even born for that, were you? No, not, neither of us were, no. Uh, I mean, I, I would say I remember it, but I don't. The first World Cup I remember was 1990. Maradona just walked away from Hoddle then. Valdano, They're appealing for offside. The ball came back off the foot of Steve Hodge. And Maradona gives Argentina the lead. The England players protesting to the referee. But the little man who started it by walking past Glenn Hoddle, that's where the ball came from Hodge. Maradona had continued the run forward. And the goal is given. Uh, What point was he offside? Or was it a use of the hand that England are complaining about? I was too young for most World Cup culture. I was too young for the 2010 one because I was only five, so I didn't really know what was going on. <laughs> yeah, it's so, made me feel a bit older. Uh, just a quick break from the chat with uh, Will and Joe uh, to tell you about Luke Williamson Art and also the Football for Brains 21 quiz book. Luke Williamson Art is a family-run business producing digital art prints of iconic and famous football grounds from yesteryear, running since 2017. Also, by entering the code PROJFOOT10 at the checkout, that's P-R-O-J-F-O-O-T-1-0, you'll get 10% off any artwork purchased. And I don't know if there's still technical issues going on with the code, uh, but if there are and you find any problems with it, just contact Luke and I'm sure he'll sort it out. Uh, also, if you're looking for a football quiz book with over 700 questions as well as chapters on football in lockdown and the diary of a memorabilia collector look no further than the football for brains 21 quiz book by Stephen end a donation from the sale of each book goes to the scores project and the head for change charities It's back to the show joe what's the uh, the second one um, okay, so me and Will had that one, but then one other one I've put is Brazil versus French, that Roberto Carlos free kick, where he scored that. That one in the tournament before the World Cup, wasn't it? Was it Le Tournoi? I, I think where yeah, it's just so. hit it and it's just swerved around like yeah. ridiculously. I, I just think, imagine being the guy who did that, because that never happened, does it? I just thought. 
that, that's nah. always stood out to me as well and stuff like the the seven one thing and stuff. Uh, but yeah, that, that's awesome when I saw that clip for the first time. I was going to say, you see free kicks like from Beckham, but it's using the inside of his foot, isn't it, to yeah. curl it round. But whereas Carlos is it's across it with his left and it's just ridiculous exactly. amount of curve on it. missing in Euro 96. That is quite incredible. Not so sure about the goalkeeper's position and what he saw, but we can't deny the quality of the strike. It had power, it had bend, it had accuracy. Watch this. Starts way, way, way wide of the goal. That's two, three yards wide. And just clips the inside of the post. That is quite a magnificent free kick. Well, so that's the second one. Uh, third one, back to you, Will. Well, this is this is the one that you've had some spoilers for. This is uh, deforestation day, and it was um, Craig Bryson's hat trick. I'd be Craig Bryson. Literally, just for the fact you scored a hat trick against Forest. Yeah, I mean, if I ever scored a hat trick against Forest, if I was a Derby player, I would never shut up about it. <laughs> Even if I wasn't a Derby player and I played against Forest, and scored yeah. a hat trick, I would never shut up about it. Purely because you'd done it. I suppose exactly, you wouldn't. Yeah. You wouldn't have to worry about buying a pint in Derby, would you? No, everyone everyone would buy you a pint forever. I'm pretty certain everybody buys Bryson a pint in Derby. <laughs> he never shows his face. 1898, the last time Derby beat Forest 5-0. Their record home score. Bryson for a hat-trick, which he has! So that's three out of the five. Uh, Joe, back to you for number four, mate. Um, I've gone for a more recent approach. I've gone for uh, the England women's Euros. Of, okay. Uh, scoring the winning goal. Yeah. Imagine, imagine that. Like, very rarely do we really win things as a nation. So it was just that would be great. I'm going to say everyone goes on about 1966 and all that. And it's yeah. so much like just change the record, you know. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we've done it. Right. We've got to what, what the semi final of Euro 96. Uh, final of the Euros last year yeah. and obviously he's taken the women to say lads yeah. right, watch us get to a final this is how you do it come on yeah. Yeah. pull your socks up and at least it didn't go to penalties either yeah, like no messing about no it's like okay we'll, we'll take extra time that's fine we'll just sort it out in that in it goes bronze arrived got the touchdown Kelly's in there the goalkeeper's bronze is in Kelly scores for England England 2 Germany 1 Trophy for the first time ever. England have conquered Europe on a football field. They are the European champions. That's number four down. So, Will, on to you for the fifth and final one. Been reminiscing about a lot during this podcast. Um, it's the Brazil versus Germany World Cup game, the 7 1 victory, and it's Tony Kroos. Okay. I can say that's one that sort of Joe alluded to just now. Yeah, it's just mm. I think that's one of them. You can't believe that someone like Brazil are just on the end of such a battering. I remember, yeah, I remember watching that in my room just in disbelief because I I thought Brazil were going to win the whole thing, and it was that on it was actually their World Cup as well. Wasn't yeah. It? yeah, yeah. So for them to lose seven one to Germany was really something, and 
I was I was well chuffed because in school we did these things where you got given a club, and that depending on how well they did in the World Cup was whether you got a prize or not at the end. And I got Germany, so I went on and won the whole thing. Right, yeah. I got Ghana. And it was I got. Um, <laughs> yeah, you got Ghana. That's unlucky. One Nigeria, one or the other. Yeah, I think I, I think I got Cadbury's bar at the, at the end. Well, if you think you're odd done, though, I think the last sweepstake I did for Germany. for the World Cup, I got New Zealand. So <laughs> there you go. Yeah, it's, it's tough luck. I know. It, I'd, I'd like to say it could have been worse, but I think they're probably the lowest ranked team in the tournament in that one. So yeah. And uh, Germany looking good for the final on Sunday. They might get another one here. It's 3-0. It's a run for the Germans. The game may be won and lost inside 25 minutes, thanks to the left foot of Tony Cruz. The Brazilians are in disbelief. But the final score here in Belo Horizonte was Brazil 1, Germany 7. Right, that's 4 for you taken care of. Um, the last bit now is trippier through time. Um, again, for anyone who's new to this, uh, the lads have picked, I don't know if you've done separate teams or you've done a joint one. No, we've done separate, really. Separate, right, okay. We've done separate teams for this one, yeah. Yeah, so you've done your, your best derby team based on players from the 60s to the 2020s, limited, though, to only two players from any decade. And obviously manager as well. So oh, it's best derby teams. Oh, have you not? Have you <laughs> done a? We've, we've got oh, we've done okay. best team up all time. Yeah. Okay. Well, you've, you've done it anyway. <laughs> oh no, we missed that. Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, no, it's all right. You, you've you've done it, so we we'll go through them anyway. Not bad. <laughs> so, all right. I'll, I'll tell sorry, you. Yeah, so, sorry about that. No, no, it's all right. What formations have you gone for? I went. Um... Uh, I've gone. F- Yep, I've gone 4-1-2-3. Okay, so don't yeah. you say you've gone 4-4-2, four, four, did you? 4-3-3. Four, yeah. Four, three, three. Oh, 4-3-3, three, three. so I was going to say if you'd done the same formation, you could have sort of done, you know, each... In fact, we'll, we'll do that anyway, so we'll go with your keepers first. Okay. So, Joe, who have you gone for? Uh, Peter Schmeichel. Good shout. Like my, my thinking here is just, I haven't really gone for, like, how they would play together. I've just gone for, like... The best of sort of each time, yeah. I think, and like the, the bounds will work well together. That's my sort of way of going for it. And so, if they're that good, they should do anyway. Exactly. So, right, Will, who have you got in the sticks? Uh, I've got Gordon Banks oh, in the sticks. Yeah. Not going to lie, Joe, I think, yeah, Will's taken that one for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, right, defence wise, Joe. Um, well, left back, I went Roberto Carlos. Seems like a, a solid choice, yeah. Oh, who's your right back? Uh, right back, I went in Danny Alves. Okay, that's that's all right. So, a bit of a Brazilian theme going on there. Not intentionally, really. I just, I just went for the first, yeah. But they just, yeah, they say they're that yeah, good. They, they work, yeah. Um, who's in between those two? Uh, we have Beckenbauer and Bobby Moore. Okay, so let's see if they can put the uh, the World Cup aside and yeah. well, to be fair though. I wouldn't fancy going up against that as defenders or attackers. Because the way that Carlos and Alves are, get down the wing, yeah. they're almost like wingers rather than fullbacks anyway. 
Yeah, I suppose. So, right, Will, what's your back line consist of? Uh, at left back, I've got Paolo Man- Maldini. So, uh, yeah, he's just absolute physical beast and also scores worldies every now and again. So, yeah, why I've got him. Then, right back, I actually had to do a bit of Googling on because that was the one I had left and I just couldn't figure out what to do. <laughs> so, uh, I've ended up with, uh, I've never even heard of him, but I've got... And the connection goes, just as it was about to announce his right back. What are the chances? Come on, Will, don't leave us in suspense. Better be good now. It's probably going to be someone like Steve Watson, isn't it? Am <laughs> <laughs> I back? You're back with us, yes. Am I back? I'm back, yes. Okay, cool. So I had, to, I had to Google this because right back was the only one that I had left and I was really stuck. So I've got um, Jalma Santos, who is from the 1960s. I just Googled best right backs of all time <laughs> and he's about fourth on the list. <laughs> so I was Fair just enough. like, oh, I'll go for him then. Is that right? So centre-half pairing? Uh, I've got quite a modern centre-half pairing. I've got Sergio Ramos and I've got Virgil van Dijk. Uh, more of a, a technical centre backs than yeah, not you know nothing taken away from Beckenbauer or more, but they're not the ones that are sort of gonna yeah be spraying forty yard passes to the the wingers, are they? Yeah. Although they could they, they could do a little bit when they had it though. Like more, more of an in depth sort of thinking. So I, that's what I mean. I was just like, oh, let's just think of the best from some decades and it's like. Well, I suppose where you where you got like. Your uh, fullbacks that would be the more attacking defenders. Yeah. This Will's sort of centre halves that have taken that moniker on that one. So yeah. Hmm. Right. So Joe, back to you for your midfield. Um, left, centre, middle, just any really. Uh, got Maradona, one of them. And for like Cam, I went Johan Cruyff. And Choice. then um, went for Hullet. I think pretty. Sort of solid mid. Bit of everything there, isn't there? Yeah. So none of them really known to sort of get back and put too many tackles in, but if anyone, Hullet would probably do that. Yeah, yeah, so probably. Uh, he's one of the best. So. Well, exactly. And he's got you know Dutch compatriot in uh, in Johan Cruyff. Yeah. Right. So midfield for you then, Will. Uh, holding midfield, I've got uh, Ronald Koeman. So, uh, yeah, and then centre mid. Well, I've got two centre mids, but I've got Zinedine Zidane. And I've got Diego Maradona as well. So that's the first one that we've had where you've, uh, where you've overlapped. <laughs> so you're going to have to do rock, paper, scissors for uh, Maradona now, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I was the one who helped advise getting Maradona in because yeah. I think <laughs> yeah, we're both a bit we stuck. Going for like, each decade and stuff. Like, you feel like you're missing someone out as well. Yeah. You always feel like, oh, someone needs to be there. But I, Messi and Ronaldo haven't even made an appearance on mine, and I felt bad that I've left them out. Uh, only one of them after me. Thing is, though, with the players that have come before him, I'd, I'd say go with them. Sort of are the ones that, that made them kick a ball. Yeah, that's yeah. it. So, so that's your midfield done. Right, Joe, who's up front for you? 
So left wing, we've got uh, Paul Gascoigne. And then right wing, we've got Messi. And up front, we've got uh, Ronaldinho. Okay, so not a, an orthodox striker as such, but no, but I was like, doesn't really matter, does it, with what he can do? He was great, wasn't he? I mean, he could do a job. He could do yeah. A job. I mean, like, for Messi and Gascoigne and stuff, to be like, on the side. I suppose, what is it they call it? It's like, um, like a, a false nine. Yeah. So it's just come back a bit, bit deeper than a striker, but yeah. Mm. Yeah, definitely. So, as I say, going by that 11, there's there's goals in there from pretty much everywhere, even Schmeichel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, right, so going back to you then, Will, who's, uh, who's your front three? Uh, my front three consists of Thierry Henry, uh, I've got Play, and so then again, right wing, so I've you, got Johan Cruyff. You cut out a bit when you said that second one. Uh, in the middle, I've got Pele. Pele, right. And then on the right, I've got Johan yeah, Cruyff. Cruyff, yeah. I was going to say, you looking at those two lineups, you would pay decent money just to watch a friendly with that, wouldn't you? Yeah. Well, Diego Maradona's got a job to do because he's got to play for both teams. Yeah, he's there just one half for one and one for the other. Yeah. Yeah, if they pass it, it depends on who passes it to him. You ever do that, like football training? Yeah. It's like he's always it. just the odd one out. And there's too many players, you've got to play for both. So, um, all right. Going back to you, Joe. Who have you got as your manager of, the, of your team? I went uh, Brian Clough. Like Darby. So, and Darby about, connection, yeah. Yeah, how about your captain? Oh, God, I didn't even pick a captain. I'm putting you on the spot now, that's why. Hmm. <laughs> Maradona. Okay, okay. Right. Will, manager and captain. Uh, my manager is Bobby Robson. Good show. And my captain is Sergio Ramos. Okay, you wouldn't have gone for Zidane or Koeman, maybe sort of a bit of a midfield general. I was, I was a bit. Oh, he's gone again. So passionate and aggressive. Am I back? Am I back? Yes, you are. Back again. And gone again, by the looks of it. <laughs> it's not a great advert for his internet provider, is it? He'll be back shortly. Right. Back. Yeah, you left us. Am I back? Yeah. You said you're captain. I need. Yeah, I need to have a word with my internet provider. No, sorry, you gave us your captain, but you didn't um, give us the reason for it. I was given a reason, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, because uh, Sergio Ramos just always goes that extra mile, doesn't he? Like, even if it means he needs to get take one for the team and get sent off and stuff. <laughs> uh, he, he's just got that extra bit of drive and passion. I thought might lead the team on to better things. I'm not sure what... Because Zinedine Zidane's a little bit more calculating and so is Koeman, but that Sergio Ramos will just give him a bit of drive. So I said, as long as he doesn't stick his head in someone's chest, you're all right. I don't know if he's responded to that because he's gone again by the looks yeah. of it. He said, yeah. Yeah, there we go. 
Yeah, I only just said yes, so nah, okay, fair miss enough. out on much. Right. So it wasn't a detailed response, then that's all right. Right, so from the looks of it, that has sort of drawn everything to a, a close now. Um, yeah, we say, lads, thank you very much for uh, for joining us tonight, and oh, wish you all the best with the with your music career. Because given how young you are, that can go on for for quite a while, I would say. Oh, definitely. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, really no, appreciate it. It's been a pleasure. It. So uh, yeah, right. Joe, Will, I'll catch up with you soon. Let's take care. Nice one. See you in a bit. Thank you. So the poem for this episode is an acrostic. So the first letter of each line, uh, as you read it down, spells out a word. So in this case, it will spell out Derby County. Uh, and this one is Derby County 5, Nottingham Forest 0. Demolishing Forest 5-0. Brilliant. Everything went right for the Rams, but for the opponents, it didn't. Rams victorious, the football slick. Bryson's penalty earned him a hat-trick. You would never have expected such a score line. County fans living on cloud nine. Of course they were, a forest left depleted. Untold joy in how they were defeated. Not for a long time had they put five past Forest. To many Derby fans, this memory will be their best. You'll remember this Rams across the nation... 5-0 to County, deforestation. Time now for the top six. and A slight change to this one. Uh, it's five singles and an album, um, but we'll get to that in due course. Uh, first up, we've got Mount Famine with their song Off Cuts. Uh, that was released on the 15th of September. Uh, you can find them on Twitter at Mount Famine on Instagram at Mount Famine Music. A uh, bit about them. Mount Famine are a post-punk synth-infused indie rock and roll project inspired by 80s bands such as The Cure, The Psychedelic Furs and Pet Shop Boys. They share a love of the 90s, such as the Manic Street Preachers, Pulp and Suede, and the same desire to tell stories that produce the adrenaline-fueled highs of indie disco dance floors. So here's the latest offering for Mount Famine, Off Cuts. Next up is Backspace with their new song, Hold. Uh, it's out on the 16th, so same day as this podcast released. Uh, you can find them on Twitter at BK Space Band and Instagram at Backspace underscore official. Uh, Backspace are a Leeds-based indie alt-pop band formed in 2017 by friends Harry, Alex, Rosie, Miles and Harry with infectiously catchy songs likened to bands as diverse as Wolf Alice, The Cure, False Advertising, The Orioles, to LA Witch and Young Marble Giants. Backspace are regular additions to the billet, some of Leeds' best venues, and have supported the likes of Banji, Elephant Trees, Apollo Junction, Alex Tracy, Cornflare and RTO. Uh, here's the latest song from Backspace, Hold.
next up we've got three little wolves with their latest single torch song and uh, that was out on the 29th of july uh, you can find them uh, on twitter at the number three little wolves and then the number one uh, and then on instagram at three underscore little underscore wolves uh, indie rock and stuff formed in a scouse psychedelic stew and finessed with some West Midlands indie. So here's a little bit of Torch Song. Next up, we've got Pet Needs, and it's their album that's been released called Primetime Entertainment, and that was out on the 9th of September. Uh, their Twitter and Instagram are both We Are Pet Needs. Uh, a little bit about them. So the band was born when guitarist George landed on his brother Johnny's sofa in Colchester after abandoning, abandoning, easy for me to say, a job in the Midlands petrol station for the dazzling lights of Essex. They didn't have a plan, but they had guitars with explosive live performances of sing-along anti-anthems, Pet Needs began smashing sets on stage throughout the UK, screaming stories of disastrous job interviews, self-destruction, and heading down the river on an inflatable kayak. They continued throughout 2019 at a blistering pace. So that's a little bit about them. So here's the title track from their album, Primetime Entertainment. Primetime Entertainment. Next up is the latest single from The Howlers called The Boy I Was Before. Uh, you can find them on Twitter at The Howlers UK. And their Instagram is the same as well. And after their UK 2021 tour saw the band selling out show after show, The Howlers have quickly identified themselves as one of the UK's must-see live acts, gaining much-deserved praise from radio royalty, including BBC Six Music, KEXP and BBC Radio One for their West Coast sun-soaked sound, earning the band major programming on Soccer AM and Brooklyn Nine-Nine and Amazon Prime. Uh, here's their latest song, The Boy I Was Before. Last up is Bloca Cola. Uh, you can find them on Bloca Cola Zero on Twitter and just Bloca Cola on Instagram. So that's B L O K E A C O L A. Uh, not really much in terms of information, but there's a few reviews on the Spotify. Um, Adam Walton from BBC Radio Wales just says, dead good. Uh, 
Fresh on the net says influences of Psych Beatles era. Uh, Tom Robinson from BBC Radio 6 Music. Superbly psychedelic Welsh artist. So we've got that much about them. Uh, Simon Tucker from Louder Than War says, during these peculiar and worrying times, it's quite up that we find ourselves drawn towards the more psychedelic side of pop music, which ingests, injects us with optimism, yet mirrors the weirdness we are all feeling. Uh, so here's a little bit of the latest track from Bloca Cola called Salami Llama, and it was out on the 2nd of September. Time for the five tier champs segment. So, at the end of the last episode, which was released on the 2nd of September, uh, Fulham were the reigning champions in the Premier League. Uh, they held on until they lost 2 1 to Tottenham. So, they had a, a four day, one match reign. Um, QPR were holders in the championship. Uh, they got toppled by Swansea City, 1-0. And then 10 days later, uh, Swansea were ousted by Sheffield United. So we've currently got the Blades on top in the Championship. Uh, In League One, uh, Barnsley took the reins from Sheffield Wednesday on the 3rd of September. Uh, And then they held on uh, on the 13th with a 1-1 draw at home to Port Vale. So that's them keeping their title in League One. Uh, League Two, Mansfield took the crown off Doncaster, or Doncaster Rovers, sorry, um, beating them 3-1 on the 3rd of September. Uh, and then they followed that up with a 0-0 draw at home to Carlisle United, which sees them retain. And in the conference, well, it, it, we might as well just rename it the Notts County Division because they're not letting go of this anytime soon. Um after the last episode, they beat Dagenham and Redbridge 5-0. And then they went on to beat Aldershot 2-0. So, yeah, I don't know if we could sort of employ a mercy rule as such. So that means just give the whole thing to Notts County now. But that seems to be the way it's going at the moment. Right, the fantasy football segment. Um, so there's only been one round of fixtures Um since the last episode, and I think we all know uh, the reasons behind why uh, there was no football uh, the weekend just gone. Uh, without having to go into any details, I think it's been well, very well documented about the uh, the passing of Queen Elizabeth II. Um, so at the end of game week six, uh, looking at the bottom of the league, it was still my own t- two of my teams. So I've got the Project Football FC. Uh, still holding up the pile in 15th. Uh, nine points behind UTT, Rob and his team, Comeback Carlos. And then my own team, Pain in the Glass, uh, in 13th. So I've got two teams going down, which as a West Brom fan relegation, that's nothing unusual. Um, at the other end of the table, 
it seems to be that the it, it's a fight between the Bella Boys and the Superlatives um, for first and second. So as it stands now, uh, the Bella Boys have leapfrogged the Superlatives into first place with 388 points. Uh, superlatives second in th- uh, with 385. And in third is six times. That's Gavin Bailey's team. Uh, they're on 370. Also, I was joint third because uh, the darkest 11 um, have got 370 as well. But hot on their tails in fifth is Paperboy FC. So see what happens in the uh, in the next few weeks as to how the top of the league plays out there. All right, now it's time for the last of the uh, old new bits, I suppose you call it. Um, with uh, lifting the veil, uh, a football manager story. So we've covered uh, July and August already. So moving into September, um, not the best of starts. Lost 1-0 at home to Derby. Uh, they scored late on. Uh, Collins got the only goal of the game in the 78th minute, which saw us go down by goal to nil. We did pick up a couple of bookings, which was more than they did. So we won on that front. Uh, the next game after that, was in the league away at Lincoln. Uh, they beat us 3-0. Uh, we had three bookings on the cards, on the cards, no pun intended, sorry, um, on the board, I should say, within the first half hour. Uh, and then from then, uh, 32 minutes, they went 1-0 up. Uh, 41, it was 2-0. And then in the third minute of added time in the second half, uh, they made it 3-0 and it was game over by then. Uh, we got a booking in the 70th minute as well to make it four bookings to none, which, again, not a count you really want to be winning. Um, you'd rather be winning on goals, obviously. But that was the second defeat in a row. Um, next up, we were away at MK Dons, who were a fellow struggler down the rung end of the table. Uh, we actually took an early lead through Conlon in the ninth minute. Uh, they had a goal disallowed on 22 from Louis Barry. Uh Taylor Gardner-Hitman picked up an injury just before half-time. And then just after half-time, uh, it was made 2-0 by Kimpioka. I think that's how you say it. Um, so that got us three points on the board, which was always nice. And then following that, it was Leeds at home in the third round of the League Cup. Uh, not a match we expected to get anything from, but took an early lead through Owen Windsor. Uh, and then goals from... Uh, Cock and Dallas on 14 and 18 made it 2-1 to Leeds. Uh, we pulled it level from the spot with uh, Kim Pioca converting. So held on up until 67 minutes when Harrison made it 3-2 and then Rodrigo on 70 put the final nail in the uh, in the Vale coffin uh, to make it 4-2. But you know, we had a good go against high league opposition. So I'm quite happy with how it turned out despite the defeat. Uh, following on from that and the last game of September uh, was a home match against Sheffield Wednesday Uh, nothing in this one apart from a bunch of cards Uh, one booking for Sheffield Wednesday and and a disallowed goal as well Uh, and then we went on to get um, what five yellow cards in total two of which were for Olifunwa again I've no idea if I've said that properly but yeah he was booked on 89 and 94 minutes to see him get his marching orders and I would say an early bath, but when you get sent off in the 94th minute, it's not really that much earlier than you'd expect full-time to be. Um, 
So we rounded off September, having played four league games, winning one, drawing one, losing two. So a gain of four points on that. Um, goal difference of minus two for the month. And I was getting knocked out in the League Cup third round. So it could have, could have been worse. Could have gone out in the first round, I suppose. Um, ended up in 20th position. So as far as League One goes, that's, well, that's safety. Um, with it being the four that go down. So anything above 21st is a bonus. So hopefully onwards and upwards with that one. As far as the segments go, just to round things off now, uh, just for a little bit of fun, um, play on words, as you know, the, the football term play on. Um, and as you've probably noticed with the segments in uh, in the in the podcast, uh, I like a bit of a pun. So why not just put it all together and, uh, and make a, a bit of it? So the first one, uh, the, the first mashup I suppose I've gone for is football and Oasis. So... Anything to do with football mixed with anything to do with the Gallaghers um, in their former band rather than their solo stuff. So here we go with a few um, selected ones. There's a few that I came up with to start with. Uh, we'll get those out of the way first because they're probably the worst ones. Uh, I've got put your mane where your mouth is, standing on the shirlers of giants, all around the World Cup, one that's appropriate to this episode, some might Marseille, uh, pass back we s, Davor Suka Sonic, as Shane Long as they have cigarettes in Hull, so it's a bit of a, a double whammy there, uh, one way main road, and shock of the flood lighting. So that's my one. So I've got a few here that have been sent in by listeners and um, help as well from. James, who runs the Oasis podcast, uh, he shared this out there. So there's some responses from that as well, which I'll get to in a sec. So we've got from Dean, uh, and he will cry if I don't read this one out for him. So we've got Stop Crying Joe Hart out. Uh, Mount Famine, who were in this episode's top six. Uh, play on uh, Jill Scott, we've got Scott and Roll Star. Uh, the lads from the High Press podcast, we've got The Clop of the Lightning. And then a double whammy involving album titles, which is, I, I like this one. We've got What's the Story, Chris Kamara. I don't know, Jeff. Someone scored? Definitely, maybe. So, nice one, lads. Uh, the Ruby Tuesdays have gone with, do you know what, Mike Dean? Uh, Twin City gave us Slide Tackle Away. Uh, I've got a few from Jake Cattell who's got Son Might Say, Rock and Roll Zahar, and Rocking Share. Uh, Regal Cheer uh, gave us Don't Believe the Hooth. Uh, a couple from uh, James from the Oasis podcast himself. He's got It's Getting Better, Mane, Paul McStay Young, and Juan Pablo Angel Child. Uh, Dan Griffin from the UTT podcast. Uh, who feels Wagner love? Uh, Sunday morning, Stuart McCall. A couple of good ones there. Uh, right, so uh, what have we got here? These are the ones from uh, replies from the Oasis podcast post on Twitter. Uh, let's see what ones we've got here. So Matt Turner Allen 
gave us Cigarettes and Almiron, which I've got quite a good one, that is. Uh, Liam O'Hare gave us Poor Gas Bannicoin. Not entirely sure I've said that properly, but we'll go with it. And also Stop Crying Your Heart of Midlothian out. Uh, Hop Culture Matt gave us The Swamp Rigobert Song and Supersonic Pope. Uh, Martin was here with, what's he got here? Cole with it. And Glenn Little by Little. Uh, Andrew Chester chimed in with Michael Acquiescen and Let There Be and Love. Steve-O gave us Roll It Over Mars and Brian Little by Little. Uh, Sean McIntosh gave us uh, Fuxing in the Bushes. Uh, Stuart McCulloch with Des Little by Little. Uh, Joe gave us Come On Feel the Moise. Uh, Matt gave Don't Look Back in Sol Bamba. Uh, Jim Salverson, uh, Don't Look Back in Angel Di Maria. And Little Daniel James. Uh, Adam Carnell, The Girl in the Derby Shirt, which is another one appropriate to this episode. Uh, Todd and Karen with It's Good to Be Roy Keane. That's debatable, I suppose. <laughs> Um, Joe gave us Gas Pjanic. Um, I've got to say, the best one of the lot was probably from the Go 90s who have gone all out and given us a full album worth of puns. So we've got definitely David, maybe Rock and Roll, Ismail Assar, Mark Draper Maker, Live for Patrice Evra, Jurgen Klopp in the Sky, Colum Demba Bar. Bring It On, Stuart Downing, uh, Cigarettes and Almiron, Giggs' Dinner, Brian McBride Away, and Riyad Mahrez with Children. So, the Go 90s, I think you've taken the crown for this one, folks. I think for the next round of play on words, I'm going to go a little bit left field with the the next choice. I'm going to mish, mish, mash even. Got caught between mix and mash then. So, well, yeah, a mix and mash, there you go. Um, we're going to go with football and Arnie films. So anything to do with football, with anything that Arnie's done, um, any film titles or any characters that Arnold Schwarzenegger has played or even one of his famous one-liners. So, yeah, we'll, we'll go for that for the next one. And, uh, yeah, keep an eye out for or an ear out for the uh, the results in the in the next episode. I just want to say thank you for listening to the podcast and I hope you've enjoyed it. Big thanks to Joe and Will for taking the time to join me. Uh, You can find them on Spotify if you just search for Marseille. Uh, They're also on Twitter at Marseille Band. Uh, There'll be links for uh, bands featured in the top six for Marseille, Spotify, for Luke Williamson Art, uh, Football for Brains 21 quiz book, all in the episode description. Uh, You can find Luke Williamson Art at LukeWilliamsonArt.com and Twitter at LT Williamson Art. Football for Brains 21, you can find the book on eBay. Again, I'll put the link for that. Uh, and Twitter at Brains underscore 21. Um, you can find the show on Twitter at Proj underscore foot. Instagram at Project Football Podcast. And on Facebook, if you just search for Project Football Podcast, you'll find us on there. Uh, again, thank you very much for listening. We've now reached full time. But goodbye and take care.